How you entrepreneurs today? We have William Forbes. He is a life coach and a spiritual medium. He was kicked to the curb at a young age. Uh, was doing drugs, was doing some hard drugs, and he got to a point where he was about to uh, jump off a bridge. And out of nowhere, he he someone told him he doesn't know who it is. It's uh, another another entity, whatever whatever that might be. Gave him a number, gave him a name uh, to reach out to and call and. Well, I guess you got to listen to the podcast to hear the rest of the story. But if if you can relate, please subscribe, please share, and of course, tell your friends. Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Vinny. A lot of different life coaches. We've had a lot of different life coaches on the podcast, but we never had a spiritual medium. So that is a first here. So I'm excited about that. It took us over a hundred and some episodes. And so we're going to have a little little spin on this. Um, so tell me a little about, about what you do in both those aspects. Well, as a spiritual medium, I basically tap into the divine beings or the guides or the angels that work with the individual that uh, is in my presence or on the phone or um, on the live feed. And I tap into them, I get information from them and I provide that information for them. I usually have them ask a series of about 10 questions and then I just let the answers flow through to them. Uh, from, a, from a practical life coaching perspective, uh, if they're just looking for troubleshooting problems, you know, what do I do about my finances or what do I do about uh, this emotion or that emotion? I will, I will offer them practical strategies based on my uh, expertise as a life coach. So how, how does that, that kind of flow come together? Because with the life coach, you're looking at them, I would say, as an individual and kind of where they're looking to get to. With the medium, it's almost a, it would be an outside source, correct? Yes. It's, it's kind of an outside and an inside source because the, the communication from their, their angels or the guides or their ascended masters will come through them. But it'll also come through me, so it can come through from them, and it also can come from me at the same time. Okay. And so how did you kind of walk me through, where did this all happen? Where did this kind of path to kind of build this business of these two different platforms? Because it's definitely, I'm assuming you probably didn't think about this, you know, at five years old, ten years old. No, this actually, I mean, from the, from a life coaching, a strictly life coaching 3D, you sit with a one-on-one or with a group and work with people strategizing that way. Um, that I've been doing for close to 20 years, uh, about a year, and a, a year and a half ago, where I actually had an experience with my wife's mother while we were driving through Newfoundland. Her, her mother, who had passed away a week earlier, started talking to me. <laughs> and so I started relaying this information to my wife, and somehow that evolved into now I talk to these masters and angels and guides and the angels and guides that work with other people. Uh, and it just kind of, it just flows now. It's just, it's, it's pretty amazing. So from like, um, I mean, and the, probably the closest extent I've had from anything spiritual or a medium and like that is from movies. Right. So it, from, from most movies, I guess, I guess the idea is that you probably had a traumatic life event that happened to get you to the point to just be able to speak to, uh, beings on a different different level, or is that well? There wasn't a, well, there was an event. I mean, if I go back to when I was like twenty years old, there was okay. an event when I was about to jump off a bridge here in Toronto, and um, a voice spoke to okay. me out of nowhere and said, "Don't jump, get off the bridge, go to the payphone, call this phone number, and ask for this man." 
And uh, I figured, well, I, nobody there. I, so I got off the bridge, went over, called the phone number, asked for that man. And uh, it was him. And I just said, uh, I'm out of a job. I'm, I want to kill myself. I don't have a place to stay. Can you help me? And he said, yeah, you can come live for my family. Uh, but at the time, because of the emotional state I was in, I didn't put it together then that this voice had directed me. I didn't see the significance of that. It didn't matter because I was so emotionally traumatized by being homeless and other stuff. But that was the very first time I actually had them speak to me. Um, yeah. All right. So um, let's, how long were you homeless for? What happened there? So you were, how old were you when you were homeless? Uh, well, I got kicked out of the house when I was 15. I lived on the streets consecutively for a year, for a full year from 15 to 16. Then I attempted to go back to school with uh, student subsidy, and that didn't work out too well for me. So I got involved in alcohol and drugs and, and just kind of went down from there until, until age 20. What happened, if you don't mind me asking, did you get kicked out for it? I got, I got, well, I got kicked out of the house because I wasn't uh, agreeing with what my stepfather was doing. My stepfather was uh, an abusive uh, pedophile who abused me from age 7 to 14. And I was now at a point where, where wow. I was not going to allow that anymore. So he opted to have me thrown out of the house on my 15th birthday. That was that was the initial trauma, I guess, that that moved me in the direction to wanting to help people too. Did did you tell your your mother at that time? Or oh, my mother, my that, my, uh, mother my mother knew this was happening. I had known this was happening for a couple of years. She actually invited him back into the home at that time uh, because the courts deemed him uh, uh, rehabilitated. But we're going back, you know, almost forty years now, 40, 40, 50 years now, uh, when that happened. Yeah. So that was the initial trauma. So you're, you're living on the streets, you're on a year on the streets. I mean, not a lot of people have the ability to live on the streets. I guess you had a different perspective about life too, oh, yeah. right? Well, you, you, or how did that affect your way of looking at that? Well, I, I was really angry for a long time. I mean, I, I didn't really start letting go of my anger until around age 25. So I was pretty angry. And I dealt with my pain and my anger through alcohol and drugs. I was a methamphetamine user. I, I injected needles back then. Uh, and I, I was a serious alcoholic. I'd wake up in the streets with no clothes on sometimes. And I was in a coma for four days from alcohol poisoning. So, yeah, it, wow. there was a lot of stuff. But it was good. I mean, like I said, I look. So were you doing drugs? Were you doing drugs before you actually got into the streets? Um I was doing like lighter drugs then. When I got to the streets, I started doing the heavier drugs. Okay. All right. So, you, so walk us through. So you're you're on the streets. You try. You're on the year for a year on the streets. You try to go to school. That's not working out. Uh, well, no. After a year, I uh, we got in touch with a social worker named Jesse Mott, who who hooked me into a student subsidy program. So I got back into high school for another year and a half. And during that year and a half, I um. Uh, I did the best I could to come up to speed on school, but I just couldn't do it. They finally ended up kicking me out of the school because I wasn't working out there. So I got kicked out of the school. Um, and I was, again, at the point where I was about to end up on the streets again. I went to the bridge. That was it. Terry uh, uh, took me to his home. But So the did you have the person you called, the person you got that number from, from that outside source or outside being did you have any connection with that well i don't know no. the, the voice that spoke to me 
the voice that spoke to me, I now know it was my, yeah. it was my soul or my higher self then talking to my, my ego, my, myself. Yeah. But the person, Terry O'Brien, no, I didn't know him right at that moment. I was just given his name and his number. Uh, he just happened, he just immediately wow. said, you know, here, I'll take you in, come live with my family. I ended up staying with his family for about uh, two and a half years. At that point, were you off the, the meth and the drugs? Uh, yes, that was one of the conditions to, to move away from all that stuff. I mean, I didn't entirely. I mean, there were a couple of instances in his home that we had to work through uh, during that first few months, but uh, it, it worked out. I mean, so, I mean, and this could be, I mean, totally out of, out of left field. I mean, I know I've talked to a lot of different people that are in a, in a struggle and going through tough times right there. And they need that big why to kind of fight through it. I would think being addicted to, to meth, you'd have to have some big why to get off it. My why is I wanted to live. I want to feel valued. Is that okay? And, and this person okay. offered me that. And so, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So someone kind of looked looked into you, gave you hope, and that gave you the ability to kind of push through and kind of a, give a, up a, drugs. or A, a complete away from stranger drugs. took me into his home with his family when I was in the position I was in and yeah. cared for me. I had never experienced that up to that point in my life. I never experienced anybody that really cared about me that way. Um, so, and that, that really shifted my perspective. So you're there for uh, three years. What happens next? Are, are you, are you working during yeah, the time? Actually, or, actually I worked uh, for, he had, he gave me a job in his lighting store. So I worked there for a year and a half and then he, uh, he said, it's time for you to start expanding your capabilities because you can do more than this. So I ended up getting a job as a, a, a plant manager for a, um, a, a, a sandcastle company that manufactured sandcastles. Um, uh, it, it, it was, so I, I'm trying to remember the name of the company. It was such a, such a long time ago. But I ended up doing, helping make sandcastles in the production line. So I supervised 50 people in three different departments and we, we made sandcastles all day long. Uh, and they got sold all over North America in the Bay, and there's some people apparently still have them around. Um, yeah, so that was I did that oh, managerial wow. job for two or three years. Moved on to another uh, job in shipping and manufacturing, and I just kept going from job to job. But I was able to at least keep myself moving along. Uh, and then, around age 26, I ran into a guy named uh, Bill Curry, who's a doctor uh, from uh, the Concept Therapy Institute, that introduced me to the idea that. Um, we are not physical bodies. We're a soul that are here to uh, use this energy called spirit and create our lives. And that that opened up a whole bunch of doors for me in terms of understanding that I'm not who I think I am. I am what I think. And and that became a real transition because then this me that is thinking my thoughts is different than the thoughts. So I then began to rebuild and restructure my mind and emotions. So did you have other incidents um, like that one where where you had that um, that higher higher form higher you that was able to tell you the phone number did you have anything like that 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 occurred in between those four years I believe or five years since you met uh, since from Terry when with Terry and his family no I didn't um yeah I, I there was nothing mystical Terry was like three-dimensional he was like when I told him when I first thing I told him was about the voice that told me to call him and he just went ah, no, that's that's nonsense um, and that was so I never really uh, went anywhere else with that. I never thought of that. I just focused on, he'd asked me to read the psychology of self-esteem as one of the preconditions of, of uh, staying with his family, which I did. And that, that moved me into studying self and knowledge. And that led me to Bill Curry. 
that in turn led me to uh, metaphysics and Ayn Rand and a whole bunch of other things that, that began to open up my mind to who are we? Who am I? Uh, and throughout that, there were lots of mystical things that happened that I didn't have an explanation for. I just assumed it was just people being nice. I mean, when I was in jail, um, I, I, uh, one of the people I was in jail with uh, uh, came up to me and was going to uh, punch me out because he was, uh, thought I was at fault for him being in jail. And somebody walked up to him and grabbed him and picked him up in the air and held him against him and said, if anybody touches this guy, I will kill them. And uh, then said, come with me. I want to talk to you. But I had that happen multiple times where people actually intervene, people pointing guns at me and literally just stopping and walking away. So it's been, I had a lot of mystical things, but I didn't qualify them as that until I began to understand that there's been these forces with me my entire life guiding me and, and leading me through very difficult times without my even knowing they were there, but they were always there. So you, you've been had, you've had, um, Guns point at you multiple yes, times? From police and from other people. <laughs> what, what What? do you think means had those incidents occur? I mean, that's... What do I think? Was it just out of the, out of the more... Yeah, like having a gun pulled at well, you. I was involved in a lot of things to survive that, that weren't necessarily the best things to be doing. Okay. And was involved with people that um, yeah, yeah. did those sorts of things. Uh, makes sense. So now you you you've had a lot of life experience. You're you're growing your knowledge base. When do you finally come to the point that you go, I can give back, help other people, you know, grow to the from the person they are to the the person they want to be. That's a great question. And the um, the first time I came to that conclusion that that I was here to do that, I was about thirty thirty one, thirty two, where I realized I'm here to help other people. And that I could actually do that. People would always come to me asking me for advice or wanting to solve problems. But I didn't put it together until I realized, well, I can actually help people do this. I can actually help people to change their lives and make it better. And so I began that process of actually working with people um, and then became an actual actively pre uh, professional and making money at about five or six years into it. So around age 36, age 37, I began to actually charge money for the service of helping other people and making money at it. It's a lot of fun. Was was most was most of your client base word of mouth, or where did you, most of your clients come uh, from? Most of my clients came through word of mouth, or people I would literally bump into people on the street, and uh, they would ask me a question, and I'd start asking them questions. And before we know, it, we'd, they'd be booking a session with me. So it would, word of mouth started out, but then you just start wow. attracting that to you. It just starts to happen around you as you start getting into the energy of it. And so you said you, you were doing the life coaching before the medium, spiritual yeah. medium. When did you, so you've been doing, so what happened, you said a year and a half ago, two years ago, was when the spiritual medium. Um, no, I was not started. doing very well financially as a professional okay. life coach. That that was, a, I was the equivalent of living paycheck to paycheck, bill to bill, basically, with uh, the way I was going. When they first began talking to me, when her, my, my wife's mother came through, and then they just, this flood of, being she started talking to me they told me about creating courses and classes and teaching people how to connect to their guides and angels um, and that it would help this time for humanity because humanity is going through a huge shift in consciousness right now and um, and so for the last year and a half not only have I had more clients than I've ever had but I'm also doing a, a, the type of work that I think I was meant to do 
And that all started when I opened up to these other dimensional beings that, that have a lot of information and knowledge that I don't readily have, but they, they certainly have experience and knowledge that I don't. So how do you think that that affects, uh, or I mean, affects some of your, some of your clients or maybe new clients? Cause I think things that we're not fully uh, familiar with or aware about, right. It could be perceived as out of sight, out of mind, or I don't believe in that, whatever I be, it could be with whatever I, whatever I be. So how do you push past the people that maybe don't understand where you're coming from? Does that make sense? Well, that's a great question. And, and I don't try to push past anything. What I do is if, if a person is not into that system of talking to angels and guides, I can easily flip over and, and listen to my guides and their angels and communicate information to them from them without them even knowing I'm doing that. Uh, the, the other side, the, again, oh, fair the, enough. Okay. the majority of people that I'm working with are, um, are now tapping into that realm. They're wanting to know more. They know there's more to life than what they've been told, what they think, what they believe. They know there's more to it. Uh, and they know they can do more with their lives. Hmm. Fair enough. And, you know, what do you think has, has been some of the biggest hurdles of, of building this this business, building this um, spiritual medium, life coach? I mean, what do you think has kind of been the, the biggest struggles you've had to kind of work through? Uh, the biggest struggle for me personally was was following through on everything they were suggesting I do, like the types of co- we run courses now, and we, we have two different co- we have three different courses that were constructed. They downloaded these courses into my mind. We created the courses, and just following through on all the meticulous details, the scheduling things that I'd never been really effective at doing before. I now become very effective scheduling all my time, all my appointments. Um, and just following through that was the biggest one just following through on all the information and suggestions i was being given that's that's made a huge difference follow through so i mean the way i think the the way you describe it it sounds like you're almost a computer and they're uploading data to you and then you're basically relaying the information as the translator to to us is that kind of a, a way of looking at it or that's, that's certainly one way of looking at it, but they're doing that with everybody all the time. It's where inspiration ideas come from that aren't within the normal framework of who we think we are. That information will just flow in if we open up to that okay. that framework. Um, but yeah, I would I would say that yeah. So do you, do you like when when information is provided to you, right? Those uh, those ideas, are you able to give your own spin on the ideas, or is it mostly like? These are the ideas. This is how it should be done. This is how the course should be done. Because you you've gained a lot of knowledge. I mean, living on the streets, going through the, the tough things that you've gone through, you've accumulated knowledge just alone on that. So I would think the information you provided, you would almost have your own say, some kind of say to at least go. Let's veer the course a little bit this way. Is that how it is, or is it pretty well, uh, verbatim to what it, they're telling you? Uh, that's a great question. And for me, it's it, in the beginning, I was a lot like that when they first uh, started giving me information, I would question it and query it. And then I just started finding out that everything they were giving me was working. It was actually doing exactly what they said it was going to do. So I started just to trust that. And the more I trusted, it, the more information flowed and the more information oh. flowed, the better results I got. So it's, it was a trust that I had to cultivate because I, like I said, from, from my initial perspective, oh. my trust has usually had to be earned. Now, from the age of 15, 16, right, to where you are now, you've grown a lot. 
I would, I would assume, right? What kind of advice would you give to that that 15-year-old that's living on the street? Wow. What would I say to my 15-year-old self? That's a great question. I, I guess the one thing I would say to him is uh, never give up. You are loved. I mean, I, I, think, I think that's for most of us that we want to feel some kind of love. And I, yeah, that's a, it's powerful. Um, what's next for you? What's, what's next? Where do you, if, if we were talking, you know, in a year from now, two years from now, where do you envision your, your business, your company, yourself being? Well, I, I suspect the, the business itself will probably be double in size. Uh, our, our short range goals for next year to have up to uh, 500 st- students online simultaneously. And, and that's three different platforms we're using. That's our goal. Um, and just to continue to, to bring in more material, just bring more information down and continue working with beings that want to share their message with the world because everybody has a message for the world. I think everybody has something special and unique to contribute to life. Everybody. I, I don't think there's an exception to that rule. Um, and ultimately, it's to get, reach as many people as possible with their getting in touch with their truth, their expression, and then delivering that to the world from their own position. So, so someone listening right now, let's, is there something they can do to get closer or get, get a clearer voice from the people trying or from the, I forgot how you described it, but the, those beings, those people, is there something we can do to listen to them more? Absolutely. Uh, Stop thinking, you know, everything. Get your mind, turn your mind off. Sit down for 15, 20 minutes at least every day, at least 15, 20 minutes. Get your body and your mind quiet and start listening. And in that silence of listening, you can ask a question like, what's a good idea for me to consider today? What would be good for me to, who should I call? Where should I go? Ask questions from that silence and you'll start to receive guidance that's outside Mm -hmm. The frame framework of who you of what you already know because you can't know anything new from what you already know uh so yeah sit for 15 20 minutes a day in that silent place and ask questions and you'll start to receive answers and information that that will surprise you and you'd be surprised at who shows up <laughs> if, if someone's listening right now is looking to to grow and to learn how they can grow more what's the best way of them reaching out to you or following you uh, and taking your courses? Uh, they can go right to my website, which is williammichaelforbes.com, and all of the information on how to get in touch with me, all the information of our courses and classes are there. Uh, you could also go if you want to see the type of work uh, that my guides and angels do with me right now. We have a weekly show called Supernatural Saturday that's on my YouTube channel, uh, William Michael Forbes. Uh, and we run that every Saturday, which is a, a Q&A session with divine messages that come through from these beings. Uh, you can also reach me through my email, which is williammichaelforbes59 at gmail.com. And uh, I'd be happy to hear from anybody who wants to, to make a huge shift in their life. I think he said, and I maybe I misheard it, when we first went going, that you can talk to um, talk to the people or the beings or spiritual, that kind of thing, even through digitally, you don't have to be person to person, face to face. You can do it digitally. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I do a lot like of, a lot of work we will do. 
is there is there anything that you've been picking up while we've had this conversation? Uh, yes, the, I've been getting the words: be very patient, be very kind, be open. There is more to your life than you are hearing with your ears or seeing with your eyes. And if you learn to hear and see with your inner ears and eyes, you'll begin to discover a world that's been waiting for you to arrive at it and then to bring what you find there to this world. Hmm. So that that's basically for me, right? <laughs> that's for anybody who heard that. Okay, okay, perfect. Um, well, I, I appreciate you. If you're, if you're asking for a personal message for you, I would say this. Learn to be a little more relaxed. Hurry slowly. Learn to hurry slowly. And there's doors that will open up for you that you didn't see before. Hurry slowly. Very slowly. Well, well, thank you, William, for, for being on the, the podcast. I appreciate um, all the insight. And I think your, yeah, your story is, it's a, it's a difficult one that you've gone through a lot of stuff. And I mean, it's, it's, it's powerful that you're able to come through it and have a successful business. I mean, after all these years. So I, I appreciate all the time you've given us. And anyone listening right now, if you're looking uh, for some spiritual, spiritual guidance, um, life coaching, reach out to, to William, uh, follow him, follow his YouTube, and we'll have a lot of that information uh, in the description below. Yeah, Vinny, I want to say thank you thank to you, you again, too for the t- Yeah, thank you, Vinny, for the time, the energy you took to do this podcast with me and for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.